Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. In today's episode, Dan and I discuss the behind-the-scenes preparation of this Sunday's Blessing of the Animals worship service, how this different format impacts our planning, our approach, and the fun we're going to have. Roundhill Radio. I'm Leslie. And I'm Dan. Hey, Dan. Hi. So we were sitting and talking about what we were going to talk about for this episode, and we decided that it might be actually the most fun and the most interesting to actually have just sort of a check-in about what we're up to, what's going on behind the scenes of our Sunday worship and our podcasting and all the stuff going on in our lives as we're sort of get rolling into the fall. The fall's in full swing now, and sort of what's going on. So let's start with this Sunday, mm-hmm. which is the blessing of the animals. Ooh, the blessing of the animals. Which is chaotic fun. Yes, controlled chaos. Con- well, maybe not really the controlled part. No, it's not just, really. Yes. But it's chaos. And it's, and it's fun. And mm-hmm. it's just... Uh, so to the uninitiated, will you tell the people what that is? There are many animals and we bless them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more than that. See? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's once a year we do this service for both our congregation and truly the wider community, mm-hmm. where it's it's a full worship service that takes place not in our sanctuary but in the community house, which becomes the sanctuary, and everyone in the community is welcome to come, including children of all ages, mm-hmm. to participate in the worship service, and they bring their pets, and by that I mean dogs that bark, cats that. Meow, horses that poop. Which there's <laughs> stories behind that. Oh no! Oh yeah, there's been uh, ferrets and parrots and guinea pigs and turtles, hamsters and chicks and mm-hmm. you name it. People bring their animals for the whole service, and then towards the end of the service is a moment where all animals, large and small, get blessed by one of the ministers. So it's a very, as you can imagine, just pick. It's like Noah's Ark. Yeah. Kind of what that would have felt like mm-hmm. and smelt like mm-hmm. and sounded like. Mm-hmm. And at the end, everyone has their animals blessed. And it's it actually is a very meaningful service, especially for the people that bring their animals. Sure. It but it takes really a lot fun. of planning. It's a different type of service as far as uh, the planning and the preparation yeah. and how it feels. Yeah. And I would imagine the music that goes into it and what that looks like for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this year, this year is very different for me personally because I just got a dog about a month ago. We rescued a two-year-old um, mix, which I didn't tell you about this. Mm-hmm. We got her DNA results. Oh. We are those people yes. that got a DNA test. We want to do that for ours. We haven't yet. It's super fun. And? And? And she is 40% Shih Tzu, oh. which is, she looks nothing like a Shih Tzu, mm-hmm. so it's very fascinating. 30, 20 something, 30% Boston. Mm-hmm. And then she's a tiny bit poodle and a tiny bit Italian greyhound. I wouldn't see that one. Any of it. Oh, Italian greyhound. I mean, she's super fast. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. So so Gus is going to bring her 
which will be interesting because she's not super socialized. So I have a little bit of anxiety about like my own dog right. being super embarrassing. So thank goodness he will, I'm sure, take great care of her as he always does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the choir, we Just have... Just bring her to Ed. Ed can bless her. Yeah. No, okay. no, actually, I would be honored. To oh, yeah, Tell yeah. Gus, bring her in my life. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> if she makes it that far, yeah, that's true. she might be the one like bails 20 minutes in. Well, it happens. Yes. Every year. I particularly like the people and the uh, who bring their stuffed animals. Yes. They're very well behaved. They're very well behaved. They're very polite, very quiet. It's very mm-hmm. sweet. And they're very did, easy to bless. Did somebody bring a turtle? Yes. Turtle. 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 It doesn't move very fast. <laughs> My favorite thing is when the choir members bring their dogs. And then... And they sit up there with the choir members. They sit up there members. with yes. the choir members. Yeah. It's very fun. And they, they howl. It's, and, uh, they sing right along. They sing right along. <laughs> it's uh, Everyone's making a joyful noise. It is. We're good at that. Yes. We are good at a joyful noise around mm-hmm. here. Um, but for the choir, we're having a, a family member, friend, amazing percussionist, Elena Kahn come and play drums she's specifically playing the cajon oh yeah which is like a big it's like a big wood cube that is also a drum that you sit on and you play and it's gonna be a lot of fun and so it bringing sort of a fun different texture to the music and mm-hmm. you know it's different for me too because normally in church on sundays i play the organ and this time i'm basically playing what amounts to a keyboard a keyboard it's yeah. a keyboard um so that's always just physically and musically, like I have less to work with there. So it's always sort of like you have to choose your music in accordance to that. The space is not super conducive to singing. So you just sort of, you do, and then, and then you have to figure out what pieces work musically mm-hmm. for the space, work worshipfully, and also have something vaguely to do with music, with animals. Right. So, so this year, we're doing uh, His Eyes on the Sparrow. Mm-hmm. It's an animal. It's an animal. I'm rolling with it. That and then I'm actually super excited about this. I've been wanting to do this for years, and it actually fell through, I think, two years ago when I tried to do it. But our alto and soprano section leader are doing the Rossini cat duet. A cat duet. A cat duet. Okay. Where I'm the, the entire text is meow. And it's nice. basically as if there were not enough meows anyway. I thought we we really rile up the dogs. I like it. Yeah, the entire text. It's it. I mean, it's basically a cat fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like a bit of a diva, a diva off. Mm. It's a slant. A, you know, it's music. It's music. It's me. I don't know that it's particularly worshipful, Worship. but it's music and it's cats and I'm. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. I'm very excited about it. And that's it. what we hope for in the service. It's, <laughs> it's fun, memorable, meaningful. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little chaotic. Honoring Even, our animals. Well, exactly. And the wonderful creation of them. And what we, what I try to do, so like this week, I'm thinking of the sermon. Now, to your point with the music and the context and the environment, well, this is very different. Mm. We don't have a pulpit to be preaching behind. Mm-hmm. We're sort of down below with everyone. Yeah. Animals Everywhere. Everywhere. And usually there's a, an audience that is paying attention, and the only voice you'll hear is the minister's voice. Right. Not the case for this kind of Sunday. Yeah. Lots so, of distractions. Lots of distraction, which is fine. It's what the service is, but you have to think through those things and also realize the attention span of all the children who's mm-hmm. in the audience. Right. The attention span of the dogs and the cats who are in the audience <laughs> isn't very long. No. And so thinking through a, a 
traditional, typical sermon or homily just doesn't work. Yeah. So for me, I need to look at the text and say, okay, what are some stories, some illustrations, maybe some jokes that I can use to help engage people? Mm -hmm. But also, there is a point. I mean, I want to, I think this Sunday, I'm looking at a text from Psalms where it talks about different animals and how God or nature creation provides for them gives to them Mm -hmm. and god provides good things for all of them yeah so i want to lift that up and talk about the different types of animals and how god provides for them but it's also our role and responsibility to take care of and to provide for creation and for animals and for our pets Mm -hmm. and even animals are not our pets and so hopefully to educate to inspire people who have animals or who don't to say, hey, this is this is a good thing to do, but it's also it's what God wants us to do. We follow in the example of God. Mm-hmm. But there's also gonna be lots of kids there. So we do a children's message when you right. have 10, 20, 30 kids all gathering around. We might have a very small live animal participate in the children's message, Ooh. which could be very interesting to see. <laughs> yeah. uh, and again, the idea that no matter how large the animal or how small the animal, mm-hmm. uh, it's good to to take care of them. Yeah. And they yeah, so thinking through all of that, looking at the text and trying to think of stories or if I'm reading a newspaper, is there an article that's emerging about animals or organizations that are doing good, that are a force for good yeah. in our community to take care of animals? Uh, it's all part of that process this week, looking ahead. Do you feel like your style changes for services like this? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get into a routine and sometimes it can even be a rut <laughs> when you just have you know Sunday after Sunday after Sunday that's the same sure same audience right church members generally and you know that there's other services like an Easter Sunday or Christmas Eve where the audience is going to be different and usually sometimes larger and people who aren't familiar with me or the congregation so those Sundays are different and blessing the animals falls into that mm-hmm. we'll have lots of guests who this is their first exposure maybe to the yeah. church yeah. Um, and a lot of people it's interesting when I discovered a lot of people when they come especially if they're first time they don't realize it's a worship service they sure. really think they are to come and they come and they just get their pets blessed right so then you have people who aren't familiar with worship with even Christianity you know mm-hmm. all of a sudden there and so, yeah, how I prepare and how I approach that, it's definitely different. I'm trying to understand the audience and yeah. maybe use language that, or not use language that I would use in a typical Sunday morning mm-hmm. to an audience or crowd that understands that sort of religious terminology. Sure. Keep it a little more open. Yeah, a little more open, a little more casual, free-flowing, less, uh, not as long, you know, shorter, yeah, I sure. think is important. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the big difference, I think, and we don't do this on a typical Sunday, is that the children of all ages stay. Yeah. And I don't want to just preach to their parents if kids are in in the audience. The kids are part of the worship experience. So, you know, the sermon, I mean, some people would say, oh, you're going to dumb down the sermon, and I hate that term. Oh, yeah. It's not about that at all. It's no. actually about making the, the topic or the theme as accessible to all. Sure. And my thought is if a 5- or 10-year-old can actually understand what I'm trying to say, then hopefully... Their parents and grandparents also couldn't understand it. Well, yeah. And I sometimes think, you know, I like the, in children's moment, you know, we have that sort of like one, two minute quick shot 
message. And sometimes that sticks with me in a way that's different from a traditional sermon because I can really easily like pin it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's that kind of like, you know, I hate to say it, but in like today's world, like those little quick messages, those quick quotes, those things that just stick with you, um, I think can be really useful. So do you kind of approach in that same way of like a, that language? Yeah, I th for this kind of Sunday, yes. And you know, I used to have seminary professors that would actually say, even if there's no children in the audience, if all the kids leave and it's just adults, you should still preach in a way that's like that. Mm. That there's one idea, one moment that that they will remember that's accessible. That you you get away from the religious jargon and terminology and just again, he would say, preach in a way that a five or ten year old could understand. Yeah. And that doesn't mean dumbing down things, actually. No. And actually, to your point, it means that there's a moment or, or the main theme, it's just, it's there. It's sure. easily accessible and people can remember that. And so, I've, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that maybe in some ways, some of the best messages I ever preach are when I think children are there. Mm -hmm. Because I find that not only do the children maybe understand it and get it, but everyone across the ages and the stages it, something spoke to them in a very interesting, profound way. Yeah, I mean I that makes differently. That makes so much sense to me too. When you're in that environment where there's literally distractions everywhere, that you're giving us something that's like that <laughs> meets us where we are mm -hmm. when there's just so much going on, but that it's still yeah. like such a meaningful experience for everybody. Yeah, and it's probably not. It's not the atmosphere or the context to have to preach something that's really deep that you need to. No. process and reflect deeply because again uh the atmosphere around you is it's not conducive to that no. but it is conducive to be inspired totally uh, and for sure that the people that come with their animals i mean i the, i was not raised in a tradition that had blessing of the animals yeah, me neither. so the first time i ever participated in one was when i was leading one here at round hill community church five years ago yeah and i was amazed a at how many people brought their animals and b how impactful that moment was. People would come, let's say, with, with puppies or kittens, mm -hmm. brand new animals, mm -hmm. and uh, just had a lot of anxiety and worry and yeah. help me, you know, she's, she or he is so new to our family. Can you say a blessing? People would come with animals who were really sick, oh. dying of cancer, oh. and with tears in their eyes would bring their animals and, and ask for a blessing. Not necessarily that their animal would be healed, but some would ask for that, but others would say in their in her last few weeks or months that she can have peace and comfort, and mm -hmm. that and by extension, I would offer blessing for the caregiver, you know, oh, for the sure. owner as well. Sure, that's so hard. And people come now with pictures of their pets who died, and just in loving memory. And so I think this service goes beyond just this service. Mm -hmm. For many people, it's a it's a touch point mm -hmm. to. Uh, to a family, to a beloved family member. Yeah, I mean, that's what it makes me think of because we don't, you know, baptize our animals. Right. But to many of us, they're children. They're, mm -hmm. they're you know, beloved, like you said, beloved family members. And so it, it, to, to many of us, including myself, you know, the, our animals are very much part of our family in a huge, huge way to have them be part of our faith tradition and, and to be part of our, you know, our God-loved family. It mm -hmm. just sort of feels right. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know? I like that. Yeah, the first year that we were here, 
So we we had a, we rescued. This was 15 years ago. Black Lab, mm-hmm. and named him Brady after Tom Brady, yeah, the yeah, Patriots yeah, yeah. on the record. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> but we had a when we moved to France, we had to send Brady back to the U.S. because oh. we had our twin boys, and so we were living in a small flat, four floors up. It wasn't the best atmosphere environment for him yeah so in essence he no longer was was living with us or part of our family but he lived with my wife's parents so that very first blessing of the animals we did here at round hill community church they brought brady oh my god and it was the most emotional moment for me when they brought him up to be blessed um his sort of new caregivers and he recognized me and his tail was wagging and it was just a profound moment when you realize the extent of the family that they become. And then each year they would bring him back. And last year he was very sick and very old. And we all had the sense that that would probably be his last blessing of the animals because this would become a touch point each year. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. And I remember having a very special sort of prayer and, and blessing for him. And in my own way, just thanking God for the gift that Brady was to our family for 15 years. Wow. And sure enough, a few months later, he, he passed. And now we have a new puppy. We have a new dog yeah. who is crazy and <laughs> he needs a lot of blessing. And I'm not an experienced enough pastor for this one. So Ooh. I'm going to I'm gonna delegate to, to Ed Horseman, the senior pastor, oh. to bless Billy. Give Billy a little extra. Give, yeah, extra. He, needs, he is extra. And he just needs some of the extra taken away, taken back a bit. Just, you know, tune, dial down a bit for oh Billy. Oh, my gosh. And... But it's, you know, it's become something that, that's wonderful, and my boys love it, and they want to bring, they bring their stuffed animals, their billy, their hermit crab. It, it's yeah, a nice it family all. tradition that's become. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to bring Penelope, mm-hmm. who we think might think her name is Manchichi. Manchichi? Because Manchi, we call her that all the time. And... Yeah, I think she might think her name is Munchichi. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a cool name, too. It is a cool name. Isn't it funny how pet nicknames just come out of absolutely nowhere? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just completely... I've been trying to figure out where I came from, and I've got I'm nothing. I'm curious. I've, just, got, I've got nothing. I know where, you know, mine, where Brady came from. Well, yeah. But, I mean, her name is Penelope, well, and yes, I know but, where that came from. But the, from. Like, the nickname from But that. the nickname. And we call her Penny, you yeah. know, when I'm, like, telling her to that do stuff, sense. you know. But people have nicknames, too, that just come from... From, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she's had a variety of things. So yeah. we'll see, because <laughs> I was calling her. Uh, she, we're trying to work on, you know, getting her to pay attention and stuff. And she... I was going, Penny, Penelope, Penny, Manchichi. And she just darts up. She's like, yes. Hmm. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now that it works, you what have to stick have to What have I done? Yes. What have we done? <laughs> It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. This well, is my I first dog. I've not met her yet. Yeah, that's right. She hasn't. Well, she's a thing with with guys. Yeah, we're, we're working on her. I've only had well, her. Well, maybe for a after month. she's been blessed, it might. Maybe. Hey, hey, one never knows. The power of prayer. Power of prayer in action. Yes. Let's do it. So bring your animal to the right? blessing of the animals. So I was gonna say Dan doesn't know this, and I'm putting him on the spot. But actually, I think what I'm gonna do because this has been such a great conversation about blessing of the animals is I'm gonna edit this today. Yes. And put this out today okay. to invite all of you out there listening to the Round Hill Radio to join us on Sunday, the 29th, at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. For Blessing of the Animals 
at the Round Hill Community House. It's so much fun. It really is a lot of fun. It is vaguely organized chaos. And we hope you'll join us for this really meaningful thing. You can meet Penelope. And Billy. And Billy. And all of our beloved creatures. And we may have some horses, as we have in the past. But horses are not allowed inside Inside. anymore. Anymore? Because Was there a situation? Oh, there was a situation. Oh, no. Were you there for this? Uh, No, that was two years before I came. So we have made... But horses are welcome, and we actually are expecting a few horses. That's exciting. Yes, they'll be in the front lawn, and children afterwards can feed carrots and apples and things. So So, fun. But bring your horses, bring your guinea pigs, your turtles... All of the above. Your worms. Whatever you want. All creatures great and small. We will also sing that hymn. We will bless them all. Yes, we will. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Leslie. That was fun. That was fun. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the members and friends of Round Hill Community Church. You can find more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and roundhillcommunitychurch.org.